Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios, where you get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. And this is our coming soon and new segment. This is where we talk about all the films. They're going to be coming out this weekend, right, Matt? Yes. Yes, and news, but I don't think we have any news, do we? No, no big breaking news, not this week. Not for us, because we've got three films to talk about. Yes. We're talking about Jigsaw, Suburbicon, and thank you for your service. Grazie. Yes, so why don't we just get right into it? Let's dive, man. There you go. So the first film we're going to be talking about is a little old film called Jigsaw. Yeah. This is a uh, synopsis for this one. Bodies are turning up around the city, each having met a uniquely gruesome demise. As the investigation proceeds, evidence points to one suspect, John Kramer, a.k.a. the Jigsaw Killer. Yep. Uh, the man known as Jigsaw, who's been dead for 10 years. It's directors, two of them, uh, Michael Spierig, <laughs> I can't pronounce Spierig. that, and Peter Spierig. Yep. Um, it's got a- The bros. Yeah. It's got a interesting cast. I don't really recognize most of them. Um, Matt Passmore is Logan Nelson, uh, Callum Renee. As Detective Holleran, Clay Bennett, Hannah Emily Anderson, Laura Vandervoot, uh, Tobin, Benny Allen, Tobin, Bell, Tobin reprised. Bell is reprised. That's kind of like the biggest, most recognizable name that I see there. And Paul Bronstein as Ryan. Yo, yeah. Um, Matt, thoughts on the Jigsaw film? Um, I'm more curious about potentially seeing this movie because I want to see how they explain these happening again, these murders happening again. Yeah. Or technically he wouldn't say that they're murders actually. Yeah. Um, or abductions, I right. guess you could say. But um, yeah, because in the first seven film run, uh, he died in the third one. Mm-hmm. And Lee, my dad. Right, right, right. <laughs> and the, th- the fourth through seven kind of took, they played with time a little bit and they took took place concurrently yeah. to and before the events of that too. So I could see how they could maybe jump from that to this. You know, he's been t- dead 10 years. I mean, obviously they found his body, but... Um, I'm I'm not sure how they would continue that legacy in some way, shape, or form, especially with a voice recording. You know, yeah, yeah. unless they're like, "Oh, I hacked it, and now I have like I can mimic anybody's voice," you know, or something like Mission Impossible style. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see it. The one thing that I don't like about this is it looks like it's it's another like fun house, like where the people are forced to go a specific way, and each room is some sort of death chamber where one person has to die before they can all move on. Right, which we saw in which, which we've movie seen, was We've it? seen a couple of them. There's oh, been a couple true. of them. Yeah, the second one was the first one. Well, the second one but was they were actually, kind of like in a house. Right, so the second one I liked because they were in a house and they could choose where to go. Right. And then they first did it, I think it was... Three. Th- three. It may have been three. Was it three? No, no, no it was no, four. four. So anyway, one of those... Yeah. Four were, was the main guy, the one guy that was going through with all the different people in the different rooms and he had to choose... If he was gonna like save him or kill him, was that, no, that was four later. or was that five? That was six or seven actually. I think that right. was five because I never <laughs> saw past. It's all blends together. Because I never saw. I don't think I ever saw past five. Because so, I, yeah, the problem with that is though, it's not. It's it's forced. Like I like the I liked in the second one how they got to choose where to go and then yeah. things would just buy happen. You know that would just happen. Yeah. Um, I like that element. This one's like very like. Are we gonna direct these people into? You know, it's yeah. it's non-open world for you gamers out right. there. I, I mean, <laughs> I, I gotcha. The horror genre, the, I, this was one of the first ones, like the first Saw was one of the first horror series that I kind of got involved in and probably the biggest that I've ever sort of continued on with. I got mm-hmm. up to, I think, five and then it just got to be too much, too ridiculous for me. And the thing that bogged down the show, the films for me after a certain point was the whole tension of like, 
you know, the successor of Jigsaw. Right. You know, the whole like, ooh, right. who's going to take over after Jigsaw's dead because he's got to have a successor and who they're going to be. It's know. like it was going to be Amanda for a while. Right. And I got that kind of burned me on yeah. the series because I was really just there to see <clears throat> the, and not to see the people get tortured, but to see how they kind of worked their way out of it, hopefully, right. or kind yeah. of figured out how to get through the game. Yeah. And you knew they were going to fail. That's yeah. the sad part of it. But you kind of were still hoping that's part of what the movies were so good for. But then I got bogged down by all that and it kind of got boring. Yeah. And that's why I'm not super excited about this because that was like, my least favorite element of yeah. the prior movies was like, oh, who is Jigsaw doing this? Or is it a, Amanda? Or is it, you know, like who right. who's taking over for him? So. Right. So Aman- Amanda was like, a, she died in two, uh, or sorry, in three. But I think that, um, first of all, first Saw is yeah. really good. Right. I really like the first Saw a lot. And it, in a lot of ways was a very light horror movie. It wasn't right. like a really horror, horror yeah. film. I mean, there was horrific aspects. Yeah. Uh, Saw 2 was decent. Yeah. And everything else after that, I didn't really care for as much. Right. Um, but this, I am interested. I just want to see how they bring it back. Yeah. Um, the last Saw they did, Saw 3D, the seventh one. Right. Was like the gimmick of 3D and they just did a lot of like silly things. Okay. Um, and, uh, I just got yeah. tired of the whole torture porn yeah, yeah, yeah. genre, which is what these are considered from what I've heard. That's like the, I just gotten really tired of the whole like, let's see how gruesomely bad we can torture innocent people for the most part. And I think right. some of them definitely did bad things in the movie, but, but it just, it, it got old to me. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not looking forward to watching this or yeah. checking it out personally. I kind of want to see it, but it's not like high up on my list either. If I had to rate my excitement level one to 10, it'd probably yeah. be at like a five. Okay. I'm closer to like a two. Okay. 2.5. Um, but too. there we go. Cool. Um, oh yeah. And I will mention this. The directors aren't really known for much of anything. Yeah. So this is kind of a shot in the dark, I think, for the directors. The writers, I think the biggest thing that the writers got involved in was Piranha 3D. So they okay. do they do have some horror writing experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I don't know. Not saying too much before me there. Yeah, that's uh, true. All right. Next film then. It's a film called Suburbicon. Um, this film is directed by George Clooney. And the brief synopsis for this is a home invasion rattles a quiet family town. Uh, it stars... George Clooney, I'm sorry, sorry, Matt Damon, George Clooney's director, um, Julianne Moore, Noah Juppé, Oscar Isaac, uh, Glenn Fleshler, and uh, those are like the big names. Yeah, Jack Conley's in there Jack Conley's in there, yes. So uh, what are your thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm just kind of, uh, meh. Yeah. Um, Not really looking forward to it a lot. I I haven't been a huge Clooney as a director fan. Yeah. Yeah. thus far yeah leatherheads was all right i didn't see the what what was the other one the yeah, monument man monument. he did did he do that one i believe fact? he did monument okay. man yeah i didn't so, see that one yeah so i just kind of like uh okay yeah um i do like the idea of matt damon doing like some comedy stuff but i haven't really liked him in comedy stuff yeah <laughs> i yeah. like the idea of it but i haven't really <laughs> seen a lot of it I so mean, this one is the, the thing that's interesting about this one one is it's written by the coen brothers right well they were contributing writers for it and it's rated R for violence, language, and some sexuality. Sure. It's considered the genre of comedy, but it's got the violence and language and sexuality. So it it, it almost in the, the trailer, it looked like a like a weird, horrific comedy almost. Like the way that they're portraying some of the violence is very intense. Yeah. Um, so I, I don't know really the, what to make of it. Yeah, I'm not really sure. It's a little confusing too yeah. about what's happening exactly. Like is it a family comedy drama? Is it a looks like it's kind of got a lot of action in there kind of yeah. mixed in i obviously they're he's trying to kind of defend himself i'm guessing against mobsters yeah. matt damon's character 
I don't um, know. Um, yeah. I mean, ratings-wise, it's not doing amazing at the moment. It's at like a 5.4 out of 10 average rating. It's like a 40% uh, like uh, score. On yeah, Rotten on Rotten Tomatoes, 40. Yeah. yeah. So that's not the greatest metric for it. Um, yeah. I, I'll, I'll probably, like out of all the ones that are coming out this weekend, it's probably the higher of the bunch. Yeah, it's not for me. I'd, Just I'd probably, because. I'd rather see Jigsaw. <laughs> well, I will say that I do like that they're, they're making something that's a little bit different. This yeah. this has a bit of a different feel, and I yeah. haven't quite put my finger on exactly what I could compare it to. It definitely has a George Clooney esque feel. Yeah, it feels like the it feels kind of like that Coen Brothers slash George Clooney. Like yeah. they kind of have not a similar vibe, but there's something in the style there. Yeah, um, I felt it kind of like when I first remember um, watching like Oh Brother Where Art Thou, yeah, uh, Monuments Men, even like some of the humor. Right. I, I don't know if it's a George Clooney thing. Um, George Clooney has like almost a I don't even know how to explain it. I, I should do more of research, do some more research on the style, but it's like a, a, a serious slapstick. Yeah. It's like silly, but he approaches it in a very serious way. Yeah. And people are very serious about it. So it's almost like it's not slapstick. Yeah. But it is. Yeah. And some people like it and some people don't. Um, so I, I don't know. I'll probably check it out. Matt Damon usually is decent in everything that I've seen him in. So there you go. Yeah, man. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So what, uh, oh, segment? yeah. Uh, four. Four. Yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah, 4.5. Okay. Five or something gotcha. like that. A little bit higher than than Jigsaw for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. Cool. All right, then the last movie we're going to be talking about is a film, a little old film called Thank You for Your Service. Uh, this one is a group of U.S. soldiers returning from Iraq struggles to integrate back into family and civilian life while living with the memory of a war that threatens to destroy them long after they left the battlefield. Director for it is Jason Hall. Um couple big stars in there but the biggest is probably uh Haley bennett and miles teller mm-hmm. also keisha castle hughes and amy schumer is somewhere yeah, mixed random. in there I randomly see, i don't remember seeing her in the trailer but. yeah i didn't see her in the trailer either so um it'll be interesting maybe to see kind of where she pops up in the yeah. film because it's definitely not a comedy it's, no it's a drama so what are your thoughts uh i mean it looks uh obviously uh it's addressing a very serious topic and in, mm-hmm. in of you know soldiers and what they have to go through and what they bring back with them. Yeah. Um, Definitely PTSD-esque type yeah, st- yeah. situations happening. And, and basically the family family dynamics and yeah. the reconciliation, restoration and all that stuff that has to come along with it. And uh, obviously all the turmoil, drama and uh, conflict that has to be resolved yeah. or potentially just at least worked through um, during the film. It looks like it's well done. Yeah. Um, Miles, big week for Miles Teller. Big week two weekends i mean last week he had only the brave right this week he's got this movie so big big couple weeks for him um so directing wise interestingly enough this is his directorial debut i'm sorry yeah debut but he did write um a few other films the biggest of which was american sniper that's right yeah so jason hall's getting it his feet wet, I guess, in the world of directing. Right, so, they are promoting that pretty, pretty heavily for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, it looked, it looked. I don't know. There's something. This is tough to say because it sounds mean, but it's like there's just something about these movies that maybe because I haven't lived in that world and I haven't experienced a lot of that. Sure. There's just a disconnect that I have yeah. with it. I appreciate films like this absolutely for documenting that right. and maybe bringing that more into like the. And there can be some really complex drama and tension from it. So I appreciate it in that metric, but it's, yeah. it doesn't re- with, resonate with me on a personal scale as much. 
Um, again, not to sound rude to any of the people that are going through and, uh, you anything know, this, with this film may very well help bridge that gap yeah. too, you know? I mean, yeah. Just, and so for that sense, I, I, I can appreciate yeah, it. Um, for sure. so, uh, yeah. Um, and Miles Teller's, I'm a mixed bag with him. Yeah. For the most part, I like him, but you know, sometimes he's, but most of the time that's the, the projects he tends to take on many more than right, like Fantastic right. Four and stuff. Yeah. That wasn't really his part. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Van Forstick. Yep. So what, uh, any, um, no, I, I think, I, I know I, I am interested. Yeah. I am interested. Uh, it looks like a heavy watch. It does feel like a heavy watch. Yeah. So it, it would be something that like might, for me being the emotional one being, might affect me for a while, mm-hmm. but, um, we'll see. I, I, um, yeah, I don't know. If I were to rate it, maybe like a 5.5 or a 6 and interested in seeing it somewhere yeah. in there. Yeah, I'm probably similar level to where I am okay. with Suburbicon. Yeah, it's kind of the calm before the storm because the week after this one's going to get crazy. But um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. Yeah, they're probably trying to not put anything out that they're you know, going to need to worry about competition with too much. Right. Next weekend. So, right, right, right. Yeah. So anyway, some uh, good ways to get connected here on the podcast. We'll go ahead and wrap things up. Uh, realreviewmedia.com is our website. We've also got our Facebook, which is facebook.com slash realreviewmedia. We'd love to get connected to you on both those platforms. Also, we have Instagram. We have Twitter. Uh, both are at Real Review Media, And we'd love to hear from you, your thoughts and perspectives on any of these films. I'm sure Matt and I will not be able to see all three of them right. uh, this weekend. But we'd love to hear what your thoughts, if you get a chance, are. Uh, for these films. So, totally. Yeah, drop us an email, realreviewmedia at gmail.com. Anything else, Matt? No, that's it. All right, well, then, there's a quick one, but it's been real. It's been real.